Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> so I say thank you for the wrestling, the moves I'm watching. Oh. Thanks for all the wrestlers botching. Good. Who can live without uh, it. Good. I asked in all honesty, what would life be, be without a strong style or a three-way dance? What <laughs> are we? Oh, I <laughs> say thank you for the wrestling, for giving it to me. I oh, that you, was your best one, yeah. When you cleared your throat there, I thought this better be good. And you know <laughs> Thank you. I've been work. I've actually tried for once. I mean, the rest of this show is complete bollocks, but you know, at least we've got the intro. I'm Adam <laughs> yeah. Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Adam Cleary and Phil Chambers from What Culture to review Survivor Series and talk about all the goings on in wrestling this week. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the Wednesday Night War between AW and NXT pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course on WrestleCulture, as I said, joined by Phil and Cleary uh, for a podcast that's definitely being recorded on Monday, correct? Yeah. Good. What a weird, what a weird thing to state. You're all right, Cleary? Yeah, nothing nothing to miss. No, okay. everything's all right. Yeah, why? Phil, how what, are you? What, what are you on about? What are you trying to foreshadow here? What's going on? <laughs> Phil, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. I've literally just watched Survivor Series. So I'm yeah. good. That's yes, that's, that's right. Is. Do you know what? You should probably you should probably drop this game straight away because you have loads of people clicking off, thinking they're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is from the start of the week. Oh. Are you um, okay, Cleary? That's what we're getting. Can you hold up a, like today's newspaper so we can make sure <laughs> you're okay? Here you go. Yeah, that yeah that checks out. Thanks. Yeah, good. Um, so yes. Survivor Series has happened. Phil, the dust has settled. Uh, what, what do you make of it all? It was a bit of a mixed bag, <laughs> was it? Really? Was it? Was uh, it actually a mixed bag? Because my not to, not to cut you off before you even get into your flow here, Phil. Was it not best described as if that had been a B pay per view or a C pay per view, it would have been a mixed bag? But for an actual Survivor Series, it was just mm. an absolute waste of everybody's time. Like nothing, I, nothing of any real consequence feels like it's happened. I think yet again, this is the the usual thing of if you're doing the stream, it's all quite a bit of a good laugh. We were just bantering off about pasties for most of the time. Um, <laughs> so we enjoyed it. And I particularly enjoyed Raw pitching a shutout in the Men's Survivor Series match. But yes, I can understand <laughs> that people weren't best pleased with this pay-per-view, Phil. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, but there were some good matches on there. There were some meh, completely unnecessary matches on there as well. I think, like, we did, was it last week on this that we spoke? Like, is Survivor Series still a top four pay-per-view? Mm. And, like, in name only, I think, pretty much. Because when was the last time they really put on a top four of the year pay-per-view at Survivor Series? I can't <laughs> really think of what. Yeah, we, we enjoyed it last year, but that was possibly because there was the possibility of Adam Cleary or eventually Miller, <laughs> uh, doing ups and downs <laughs> as a clown. <laughs> I was I was surprised. I've got to say, Phil, that the amount of people I've seen, uh, mainly the Dadleys, when I spoke to them, who weren't a huge fan of, of Roman Reigns through McIntyre. That was that was probably well alongside the tag team match, my match of the night. Yeah, I think that was my match of the night, really. And I was also completely shocked at this because I thought it built really well. I thought it put over both guys. 
I thought they both played their roles in it really, really well. Like both of them came across as stars and it just built and built and built as just two big dudes kicking crap out of each other uh, until the big finish. And it just, it was a really, really solid big man, like top draw Mm. WWE style main event. And I was quite shocked when I came out of it and heard all the people hating on it. I guess maybe they were already let down by the show in general. Mm -hmm. So they were like almost ready to, feel a little bit of a negativity about the main event I guess like primed by WWE <laughs> but yeah I didn't I don't think it like, deserves the reaction it got maybe maybe again this is the thing of us not having to hear the commentary or the constant talking throughout the match yeah. that maybe you meant we could just enjoy it a little bit more um clearly I've got to know your thoughts clearly on Lana being the sole survivor in the women's look, 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 look again as with the reaction to other matches I've seen that the double count up did not go down as a tremendous slice of well-imagined booking however just I don't care man let La- Lana have a little moment like the poor woman's been put through tables like, how many weeks in a row Phil nine eight nine, nine. It was yeah, yeah. you're telling me of every single person currently working for the company who was in that match who who has earned the right to get a sole survivor credit on a wrestling CV more than Lana? Nobody. Hey, and she got a women's title match out of it as well, which also went well, obviously. To be, to be honest, seconds. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I find I receive Lana now very similarly to how I saw Carmella not too very long ago. And I would like to sort of proudly say that I was one of the first people who got off the oh my God, why are they pushing Carmella train and got immediately on that? Oh my God, Carmella's actually really good train. Mm. She's kind of been presented as like a bit of a throwback to like, oh, here's, here's some lassies on WWE TV just because she's blonde and Vince probably gets a bit of a stiffy over her. She's not one of the wrestlers that we like now. We like women's wrestlers. And then lo and behold, when you actually give them a bit of a shot, you let them get a bit of character development in. And then eventually, hopefully in Lana's case, when you actually give them a bit of solid ring time in a match that's got more of a spotlight to it than just, oh, wait, everybody, she's going to go through a table again. <laughs> it can actually surprise you because the quality of training and just the, the general, the standard level there is now in that women's division across the entire company is a lot better than just the big stars. Like, it's mm. not just your Askers and your Sasha Banks and your Baileys and your Charlottes when she's around and your Becky's when she's around. Like, the general standard of it is really, really good. Like, Natalia, Carmella, Lana, and a few others, if you plucked them out of this era and put them in any other era, would probably be the best women's yeah. wrestlers you'd ever seen. It's just that now, with the, the genre-defining, like, trend-setting, like, everything about, like, the horsewomen and all the other ones who've come along around that, mm. you sort of just... just you expect like this incredible high standard, but the actual, the mid card of the women's division, even the lower part of the mid cards are actually way better than people give it credit for. And Lana is yet to really sort of prove that she's in that conversation, but the character development's been good. I have warmed to her as a result of all those table spots. I'm delighted <laughs> she's got the sole survivor bit. And now she, if she manages to take all that and turn it into a really passable women's championship match, I mean, what more could you have asked for this year? Yeah, I mean, I still don't think this is getting her over to any stretch of the imagination because I think people are just, she just moped on the outside of the ring for the majority of this match. But as Cleary said, she wasn't the worst in that match. The worst was Natalia Phil because she can't even do a bloody submission hold and she's... What was she doing? It was like she was trying to do a sharpshooter, but she was getting into it in like a backwards position and then got her legs wrong. How many times has she done a sharpshooter before? She's a heart, goddammit! And she can't do a sharpshooter to the point where she just kind of drops the person on the floor and then gives up and then puts her in a sharpshooter anyway. And then she put the sharpshooter on the wrong person. She's the worst. She's the absolute. Like this as a portrayal of her character and where she is at wrestling losing three matches before getting a final match against Tamina to get in this thing in the first place <laughs> and looking like a complete idiot in those three matches as well, by the way. And then all the bitching and moaning backstage to Adam Pierce to try and get more matches and just to be put in anyway, because she's the boat to cocking up a sharpshooter and then putting a bloody move on the wrong person. It's not going well Can for I- Natalia, is it? Can I just say, this is obviously this is not, not the kind of thing that you should really be saying on a really sort of well-respected, widely listened to wrestling mm-hmm. podcast, but until I caught up the Survivor Series, I had no idea what Adam Pearce was. <laughs> like, this, this isn't some, like, I'm not reveling in my own ignorance here. Obviously, that's, that's a failing on my part, but I keep up with Raw and SmackDown as, as much as I am, like, physically afforded the time to do and amongst my myriad of other responsibilities here at What Culture. So I'm pretty confident that I'm up on everything, and yet... 
during that show, I just kept I kept thinking, who is who is why are they asking this referee for permission? Like what? <laughs> what is this? Who is this man from accounts they've just carted in front of the camera? Like I just didn't. It blew me away. Like this I mean, is it. Fair. Now, is it? This is the standard of authority figure we now have in WWE. Just some bloke who's got <laughs> nothing going for him at all. When was the first time he was on TV? Was he just reacting to the fiend appearing in an ambulance, or was it before that? Yes. Was that? Didn't he? Didn't he like break his finger or something? Smashing the ambulance to get it to yeah. leave or something, and then then Postman Pierce was when I fell in love with him. Postman Pierce, yeah. But, um, and then he's just been a guy that they've never quite explained oh, why he's there while making matches. Hang on, Adam Pierce is Postman Pierce. Is that the same guy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, they got me with that. Oh, they really got me with that. Oh, that um, makes loads of sense then. I do know who he I is. Also, didn't understand his investment of like, come on, we need to pick the best people for Team Raw and also for Team SmackDown because I managed both shows, <laughs> so I've got no dog in this fight. It's ridiculous. Is he playing? Um, G- is he playing GM mode? But like for both, yeah, <laughs> both brands. <laughs> I think with the Natalia thing, just to quickly come back to it, I think it was the one-two punch because I saw some people saying, oh, she wasn't trying to do a sharpshooter. She was trying to do some other move. Like a surfboard or something. Yeah, like when yeah. she, you know, when they were back when there was a Divas Championship or whatever. And I was like, yeah, all right, let's just put that to one side that she horrifically boxed a submission move despite being part of the whole family. Um, the fact that, yeah, she then went, oh, no, it's a good idea. I'll do, do another sharpshooter after that one works so well. I'll do another sharpshooter on somebody who's not legal in this match and is a former uh, legitimate MMA fighter. What's the worst <laughs> that could happen? Oh, women's right. Thanks for coming in. See you later. Great to see Payton Bloody Royce, by the way, getting the uh, the first elimination of Bailey. And, and I've subsequently heard Bailey talk about how much she's a fan of Payton and uh, I think she's got a great deal of potential. Also great to see WWE protecting their real stars from SmackDown, keeping Big E and Billy Bloody K out of the teams because they knew they were going to lose. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, let's talk about the, the men's thing, though, Phil. You and I were watching it. The pasty bet, which is, if you don't know, is a it's, we were betting sausage rolls effectively against each other. Team Raw, myself and the Dadley Boys versus Team SmackDown, Phil and Gareth. And, uh, well, understandably, you, you felt rather confident going into it. And then... We pitched a shot out in the first match, including Seth Rollins just going, oh, I'll just kick my head off, Seamus. How are you feeling at that point, Phil? Uh, pretty low, although I always assumed that one would go to Raw. Yeah. So in my mind, I was still pretty set that SmackDown was going to win it. And it's like, oh, well, now it's even more likely that SmackDown's going to win because Raw has this clean sweep and then SmackDown will get the overall victory and everybody wins. But no, nobody wins because it was... <laughs> I guess 3-3, unless you count this stupid battle royale in which Raw people were eliminating Raw people and SmackDown people were eliminating SmackDown people, which I'm still not counting, by the way, <laughs> no matter what people say. Um, but yeah, the Seth Rollins thing, obviously they're writing him off TV for a while uh, so he can go be a dad. So fine, I guess. It was super weird. They'll probably never, ever address it again, so we can probably just forget about it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're reviewing SmackDown, obviously, tomorrow with Gareth. Do you think there's going to be any punishments for, for the poor performances? <laughs> Do you think there's going to be any chemistry? There? <laughs> <laughs> I think there will be repercussions for Jey Uso Ooh. from Roman Reigns, but that's it. Mm. So Roman Reigns, he came back with, with the win, but Jey Uso didn't for his team, and they teased it on the Survivor Series show as well. Obviously, Roman wasn't too happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, there'll be some of that. And he'll have his excuse that he was the last person standing against five people. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's the last uh, we've heard of that bit of it. Everything else I highly doubt we address at all. Though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest fallout we've got from Survivor Series on Monday Night Raw is Braun Strowman not understanding what last but not least means. So yeah. And Lana's championship match. Don't forget about that. Yeah, 61 seconds and then it went to a tag <laughs> match. It's bloody pointless. Um be honest, Cleary. No, it's fine. If, it's fine if you didn't. Sorry, do you think? Watched... So, do you think I've made a career in this in this industry? Being honest with you, have you watched the Undertaker's final farewell? Oh, have I? <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna make you bleep that out. Um, you look as with everything, I've seen enough of it to yeah. know how I feel about it. I've seen the hologram, and I've seen the fake tears, and I've seen. 30 grown men coming out to a wrestling ring in normal clothes to stand next to Kane, the mayor of Knox County, wearing his little leotard and his silly mask. I know everything I need to know about that. I haven't had to sit down and watch it second by second. I just... I just really hope that wrestling learns from The Undertaker's retirement because here is a man who had 
boundless goodwill with the fan base. Nobody ever turned on him. And yet it just feels so drawn out and so painful. And there were so many good points where he could have just got off the bus. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it stopped five or six times for him. And everyone would have happily waved him off and genuinely shed the tear. And it genuinely would have felt like a big thing. But like, it's just, I'll put it this way. A man who is so defined by how old school he is and his connections to the, like the, the way the industry used to be run and how he keeps a lot of the wrestling traditions alive has now managed to go out without putting anyone over. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you haven't missed much. There was the Tesla coils playing his theme, which was, Weird, I liked them. It was weird, like yeah. very weird, but I liked it as a thing. They're bringing out of all the superstars to them go, All right, bugger that off. This is gonna come out and, and do a speech now. Uh, but of course, I should say, you two have been there before when The Undertaker has said a final farewell. So, is this <laughs> a final farewell, Cleary, or is this just another stop on the bus? Um, I want to say, look, this is the thing I want to be like, Oh, no, I'll definitely come back if the bunny's right, but I think we've seen now in his last couple of appearances that just the legs are not there. Like, don't get me wrong, wrestlers in worse shape than The Undertaker do come out of retirement, but we're talking about for like for shows in their hometown and a couple of hundred people just to like shift a few raffle tickets or do something for a friend. The Undertaker is one of the biggest three or four wrestlers who have ever, ever lived. Like, he only is he's only ever going to work a huge WWE show in front of a huge crowd or on a huge occasion. And I, he knows he can't do that. And I think he probably is aware that he's already dimmed the the spectacle of his retirement sufficiently a few times now, like that it just doesn't survive another one. Mm. Like for him to make, because the thing is, he never said he retired, did he? There was just a lot of hints that he'd retired, like leaving the gloves in the ring, this being the last this, the last that. Never, You never sort of like, they didn't get people out in the ring to wave him off. And they didn't bring Paul Bearer back from the dead to give him one last farewell. And they didn't have 30 people standing in a ring applauding him out. They never went to a point where it's like, this is getting ridiculous now. It was only ridiculous to us because we could see how obvious it was. Hmm. I think this absolutely... Unless, I don't know, unless aliens come down and the only way we can fight them off is Undertaker's got to get back in the ring one last time. And it's like the whole plot to a film. Are you pitching Space Jam with The Undertaker then? I am. <laughs> Thank you for ruining my punchline, Phil. I am pitching Space Jam with The Undertaker, yeah. Um, I, that's completely, completely thrown me. can't believe you railroaded. I was going to grab that out for a minute before dropping the punchline. Space Jam here, Adam. Yes, it's Space Jam. You know, the same way I did Up the other week. <laughs> um, I mean, I suppose you, the, the best, the, 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 the nicest thing to do, I think the reason why I am unwilling to accept it is the vinyl farewell is because there was no fans there. It just felt, you know, so weird of like, you know, thank you, take a rest in peace chance, all that just through digital digital screens. So I think maybe, would you be satisfied, Phil, if they, if they had him, you know, go into the Hall of Fame next year? Let's just say for argument's sake, fingers crossed, the ongoing global battle is dealt with. It's all back to normal. You have him going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> You're an ambitious boy. And uh, <laughs> and probably come out and just tombstone someone at WrestleMania just to, just to have that one final in-ring moment, perhaps, Phil. Probably. I think it needs that crowd send off. The thing they did at the final farewell was so weird when he like stopped his promo to listen to the fans chanting that wasn't fans chanting. It was just someone pressing a thank you, take a button on a uh, soundboard. Um, But yeah, in terms of a match, I don't know. Like he said himself that the sort of some of his matches he's not exactly been proud of. And if he does come back and does another uh, DX versus the Brothers oh. of Destruction or another Undertaker Goldberg I don't think his legend can take another one of them <laughs> but the Boneyard match as weird as it was like being a cinematic match and not being in front of fans and everything like everyone was hyped up about that match everyone loved it and so if you're gonna go out with a match that you're proud of that's probably the safest way to do it as Clearly, much as I still don't quite believe it not to not to spoil the uh, hashtag bloody good quiz, but have you seen or heard any of the Undertaker's cameo appearances that cost a thousand pounds? One or two. The only thing, the only thing I know about the Undertaker's thousand dollar cameo appearances is that it might go down, in my opinion, as one of the worst business moves in what culture history. Not to take comical advantage of that. 
Well, just you wait till we have to do a bloody good quiz in a few minutes' time. Wait, 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 wait. Are you teasing that we have paid for an Undertaker cameo purely for this? Uh, no, we haven't. Let's be but um, Phil, Phil, I mean, the one everyone is talking about is, of course, All Elite Scooby-Doo. <laughs> this is my favourite one. That is the only one I've actually seen. And it's uh, it's ridiculous. I love the way he just turns, starts them all by like turning slowly to the camera. <laughs> and saying, hi, happy birthday. You know, the really sad thing about that is, like a man of his age, who's put his body through what he's put his body through. I just know that after about six or seven of those turnarounds, he must have been feeling it. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Like just that little twist in the lower back every time. And then if he messes up, he's got to start, you know, Michelle. Oh. It's, it's still sur- surreal though. It's nice it is, you know, there's some nice messages. I know, uh, I think Brian Alvarez bought one. Um, it, 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 as nice as all that is, it is surreal going hearing him go, you're a good husband. You're, you're gonna be a happy birthday or whatever. It's just so so weird. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, but it's always weird for you to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. <laughs> Let's talk uh, about what is coming <laughs> next I'm moving week. on. Next week, though, uh, AEW Winter is coming. We're not going to go through the whole card. Let's just go to the obvious match. Uh, John Moxley, Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. Phil, uh, the, the build to this, I thought, was, was, was sensational. Uh, obviously, Moxley attacking Omega this week on Dynamite. But regardless of all that, who do you see leaving as world champion next Wednesday? I think it's Kenny Omega's mm. time. Like the way they've been ramping up this character is just, it's almost like been a switch that's been there all along and he's just turned it on and it's like all of a sudden he's this incredible main event like level character again. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely time for the Kenny Omega move and then slow build to whatever they do with Hangman Page and Omega down the line. But yeah. John Moxie, it's been a hell of a run. He's elevated that belt massively. Mm-hmm. Like, like that world title one. If you ever look back on his time as Dean Ambrose and you just wonder, oh my God, what did they miss? But I think it's been a long time. It's, it's time for Kenny Omega now. Time for change. And what better way to boost a massive rating <laughs> by uh, swapping your title on TV? Uh, yeah. Do you re- what do you reckon, Clay? Do you reckon they're going to break a, a million with, with that? Yeah. Uh... Uh, yes, probably. But the thing I actually want to talk about is um, I'm going to need somebody to explain the Kenny Omega, John Moxley thing to me, right? Because <laughs> I woke up. I woke up as I usually do. 
on uh, Thursday morning this week, and I read Michael Sedgwick's erudite, eloquent, articulate, 4,000-word tweet about how this bit <laughs> where Kenny Omega or Moxley drops him on top of the belt is mm. just the most, like, thesaurus-y, brilliant thing he's ever seen in pro wrestling. And I just sat there, me, the simpleton, and went, what? Because he did the same move. <laughs> because... Like, don't get me wrong, I, I think AEW is probably, if we're being completely objective, the best produced pro wrestling show you can actually watch right now. But just a wise man once told me that people often get carried away with WWE because whenever they do anything that resembles competent booking or just some kind of callback or a storyline, people tell you it's the best thing ever just because it happened. Are we not, are we not giving this feud too much credit? Like, yes. Moxley, top of his game. Omega, flip the character around. It's been really entertaining. Okay, there is a callback to a thing that happened a year ago. But has it been that good? Or are we just really starved for something that is good? I think it's, I think it's a bit of both, if I'm perfectly honest. Because I think uh, we haven't had reason to sort of doubt AEW for the most part. So I think there's the, you almost, you know, you want to get invested in it. I think oh, that's why Sid does that. But also I think that this entire... This this whole thing with Moxie and Omega is sort of is a series of callbacks. There's the you know appearing behind him like Moxie did with Omega, and then Omega did with Moxie after Moxie defended the title at Full Gear. Then there's the that wonderful image and the the, the gif that everyone was sharing on Thursday morning of, of Moxley appearing behind Omega whilst he does his stupid dickhead entrance thing, and then the callback yes to to him being put through a table uh, last year, and then the, onto the belt and 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 the the. Oh, the, the the importance that these two almost have with each other in establishing them as, as some of the best wrestlers in the world. So I, I think I think you you raise a valid point, but I think also it's okay to get so heavily invested in this product because it, we haven't had twenty years as Zidrick has been ground down with of, of bad booking and just sort of oh, oh, this is yeah, this is a, is a nice callback. It has seemingly been been thought out. What do you reckon, Phil? Uh, I'm a little bit with Cleary on this one, I've got to say. Uh, I saw the exact tweet that he is talking about. And the first thing that came to my head was I said something similar about Sasha and uh, Bailey. And he jumped all over it saying how crap it was. <laughs> and, uh, and I really don't think it's any different. It's just a callback to something that happened previously in the story. And that's exactly what I was saying about the Bailey and Sasha thing. So I think the storyline has been good. I'm, like, I don't think it's been bad at all. But I think it's more about the anticipation of the match and what they'll do. Like, I almost don't think they needed a huge amount of story to build the hype for this match. If they're building this to the point where Kenny Omega's back to the like cleaner gimmick that everybody mm -hmm. always wanted, back to that New Japan top star level that um, AEW has kind of purposefully deprived us of for so long. I think that's where the excitement comes from rather than mm -hmm. just AEW's storytelling, which has been good, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's, the like best wrestling story that's ever been told each each their own i suppose and uh i'm, I'm more far more invested in moxley and omega's dad's having a fight after this week so that should be very <laughs> interesting uh before we move on to the bloody good quiz um it, sorry is that you, that's your undertaker that's my it? speed undertaker i've <laughs> got time for, for any any long you know the amount of time he takes to bloody form sentences final farewell it's about half an hour um it was thanksgiving this week and i thought i'd just ask you guys what are you thankful for this week? Adam Cleary. Um, <laughs> um, I am thankful for everyone's good. I'm happy. I'm thankful that we got through an entire week of world wrestling entertainment produced pro wrestling without anybody getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. Actually, I tell a lie. What I'm really thankful for is getting to have a lie in on a on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be one of those things now? Because obviously, well, not to pull back the curtain too far, but your your job's changed slightly. Is this going to be one of those things like when I came back from honeymoon, where me and Phil can just sit here and about tell you about some of the mad stuff that's happened in WWE this week? Genuinely, if, if my new role as it relates to what culture wrestling, I mean, not to pull back the curtain too much. Really, really busy and important now. So you know these content, these content. <laughs> dalliances are going to be few and far between. Is dalliance as a word? I might have made yeah. that up. Anyway, if my, yeah. if my role on what culture wrestling could just be, I don't actually do anything with wrestling, 
but about once every six weeks I come on a podcast and I have to guess what's actually happened and what you've made up. I'll be all right with that. I'll be really all right with that. That is honestly don't don't get in don't stay in the loop of wrestling at all. This is going to be so much fun each week because that that one you did where I'd I'd been off I think for like two weeks at most mm. and you I came back and you were like so Shayna Baszler's a vampire now. Someone drives to the ring in a tank. <laughs> uh, Goldberg's back and he's fighting the fiend. It was like I didn't realize that was around sort of oh, routine, but it was bonkers. That it was incredible. It was genuinely incredible <laughs> time to be alive. That. That honestly, we could. We'll have to do Phil next week. We'll do some sort of true or false thing with Cleary about what's no, happening. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still in the loop now. You got to give me like a good couple of weeks okay. to get out of my system. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, oh, I I'm going to miss. I am going to miss waking up every morning to tweets that are just like, what, what, what if, uh, what if uh, Roman Reigns uh, reunites with the Undertaker and they do Graveyard Dog the next pay per view, and I just have to like, I either don't reply to them or just reply with yeah. What if? <laughs> yeah, good question, man. Like, wow. I mean, that yeah, is one what if, what if it? What if it's revealed that uh, Paul Heyman has actually uh, put a taxi together and it's uh, Brock comes back and gets the title? Yeah. What if, man? <laughs> sure. I mean, if he has one more match and it's part of the Graveyard Dogs, I'd take that. Uh, Phil, what are you thankful for? Uh, since Me. it's on theme, on brand, I'm going to go, I'm thankful for The Undertaker. Yay. Because if it wasn't for The Undertaker and Mankind back in like 97 doing their ridiculous, ridiculous um, battles together and that whole storyline, I never would have got into wrestling in the first place. So I wouldn't be sat here staring at your two lovely faces. Oh, that's Thank nice. Uh, I suppose I'm thankful for the man who got his own float on the Macy's day parade thing the rock the man who got me into wrestling uh and just transcends everything presumably off the back of that i'm also i thought i thought about this week i'm also thankful for paul Heyman because he's one of the few bright lights in wwe and if you want to know what happens when we don't have paul Heyman, just ask alistair black where's he right now he's <laughs> just been it literally did a news story this week where they were like yeah vince has forgotten about him i mean obviously it probably doesn't help his association with selena vega either but um yeah I, and we've been, we were talking a while back about some of the stuff that they got to do on smackdown when R- raw was in the doldrums purely because he'd just distract vince with like look women kissing right okay you guys have to have like three mint matches whilst all that's going on or whatever so i suppose i'm thankful for that and we should say we are all thankful here for you guys for you guys subscribing listening doing all the stuff you usually do to everything that we do clearly don't do that what you made a cup of tea (laughs) supporting us because we wouldn't be able to do it obviously without your help right (laughs) enough of all this it's now time for a bloody good quiz. Yeah, I couldn't stretch to the uh, Undertaker's cameo. We haven't got that sort of quiz. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this week's quiz is brought to you again by Megan Roxburgh. Megan, thank you so much once again uh, for not only uh, supporting us, but for writing us a hashtag bloody good quiz this week. If you want your name associated with a bloody good quiz, and I will get around to writing one sooner or later, I promise. Uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling and leave us a five-star review on there, just like Megan did. Uh, she says, hello again to you all. I just want to say firstly, thank you for the kind words and great reaction to my quiz a few weeks ago. I was honestly blown away by it, and it meant a lot to me. I have to admit that I felt a little bit smug at being able to stump you all as well. So Well, well I wasn't there, was I? I send... Another quiz about Survivor Series. And I thought as we did Brand Warfare last week, we could do Survivor Series this week. Uh, I like the fact that she's added this caveat. Again, feel free to tear it to pieces if anything is wrong with it. Because once again, if any of the answers are wrong, it's not my fault, it's Megan's. You can direct all the stuff to her on Twitter. Uh, thanks once again for doing all that you do to keep us entertained during this god-awful time. Wilborn, do you know what accountability is? Uh, yep. Yeah, so, right. Now, Megan's very kindly written this quiz for us. Mm-hmm. What, but why are we doing it? What do you mean? Why are we doing it? Why is this, why is this the quiz we're doing? Just, just, just for fun. It's Survivor Series time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But whose decision was that? Question number one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> joy, shout I got you, Megan. I got your back. I'm not letting him do it to you. <laughs> uh, shout out your name. Wait for me to come to you. And then, as always, these quizzes, they're just for fun. That's what that should have got him to say. This quiz is just for fun. Okay, a question number one. 
Uh, there have only been two years in which the Survivor Series pay-per-view did not feature a traditional five-on-five Survivor Series match. 1998 and what other year? It was, was it recent, two- wasn't it? Was it 2000? No. Was it 2000, 2001, 2002 or 2003? Then I'm really stuck here because I know, I know what you would have. I know where you would put the correct mm. answer there. This is why I've, I've been choosing other people's quizzes because they can write them better than I can. <laughs> should go anywhere with that. I see. Oh, no. So it wasn't. Right. Well, okay. Let's process elimination. This. It wasn't the. Was it the year before the invasion? It wasn't, was it, it wasn't 2001. That was the invasion. Mm-hmm. Bill. You just jumped in and take my answer here. Yep. I'm going to go. Uh, I don't know if it's taking your answer. I'm going to go with 2003. Oh. It's not 2003. Uh, I, I can't remember there being one the year before. The invasion. I'm trying to cast my mind back at that Survivor series. Because I'm sure the main event was some Dobie. And the uh, yeah, I'm gonna say the oh, it's either yet it's what's so what are the options <laughs> <laughs> 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. Oh, it's, well, it's not 2001, so it's not 2003. Is it 2002? I want to say 2000. It's 2002. Ah! <laughs> that was the debut of the Elimination, Elimination Chamber, Chamber match, of course. Okay. Question two, how many matches, and we've all watched this together, so you should know, how many matches from Survivor Series 2019 were given three or more stars by the Wrestling Observer? Oh. Was it three, five, seven, or nine? Adam, five. It is five. Yeah. Name them. Uh, three stars or higher? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the North America Championship, United States Championship, and the Continental Championship match. So Roddy Strong, Daniel Bryan, and The Miz. No, strong, strong stars and Nakamura. You remember it well. <laughs> uh, uh, the women's match, Bailey, no. Becky Lynch, Shayna. I didn't no. think you, no, that wasn't. No. That was a bit of a damp squib, wasn't it? The tag team match, the tag teams versus each other. Tag team tri- champion Triple Threat got three stars. Uh, strong uh, style, strong Nakamura got three and a half stars, and another uh, match got three and a half stars. Dunn, Dunn and Cole. Dunn and Cole NXT Championship match got a four and a quarter stars. Uh, women's men. elimination nope no men's elimination men's elimination uh, <laughs> I got four and a quarter stars one more match uh, 24-7 <laughs> <laughs> <Face off, Phil. laughs> this include the pre-show uh, I don't think this was, no this definitely wouldn't have been on the pre-show what am I saying uh, oh god try what was the match didn't we get we didn't get some mad combination in the middle of it all that was like just singles let me see. Let me see. Single, where this went big, on the card. There's an awesome singles triple threat in the middle of it all. Can't remember what was on the card now. I don't know. Mm. So, honestly, for some reason, I've got in my head Roddy Strong versus Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Like, I can see that happening in my head. <laughs> Didn't know. Nah, it passed. was the just before the main event, this match. Nah, go on. WWE Championship Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. Oh, was that Survivor uh, Series? Well, was Survivor it? Series. God, I remember that because we actually thought they actually sold us on that. Without they did the double six one nine, and I thought he's actually going to beat him. He's actually going to beat him. That when he f five Dominic into a wall. That was yeah, great. That was hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, right, so one nil to Cleary after two questions. Uh, question number three: How many women were in the Total Divas versus True Divas match at Survivor Series 2013? Was it eight, ten, twelve, or fourteen? Phil, eight. Mm. It wasn't eight. See, that's yeah. a curious question because you just assume it's five on five. Yeah. But Total Divas is a big cast, so I'm going to say 12. It's 14. Yeah, Jeez. I thought it'd be quite big. It's, big. it's a big cast, Total Divas. I won't make you name them all. Total Divas was the Bella Twins, of course, Eva yep. Marie, the yep. Funkadactyls, Jojo and Natalia mm-hmm. uh, versus True Divas, AJ Lee, Aksana, Alicia Fox, uh, sorry, Alicia Fox, Caitlin, Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae, and Tamina. Wow. Ain't nobody meaner. Mm-hmm. Uh, question four, still 1-0 to Cleary. Okay. Oh, this, this is slightly out of date, but it still counts. Natalia has the <laughs> record for the woman with the most appearances at the Survivor Series pay-per-view with seven. Of course, now eight. But how many of those were part of an elimination match? Four, five, six, or seven? Six. It is six. Uh, yeah, I, I figured that would be quite high because... Oh, I obviously love Natalia, my actual in real life friend. You know, obviously, oh, we yeah. follow follow each other on Twitter, we're good pals, and all that. 
But um, I don't think she's had the kind of career where they're going to give her a particularly big spotlight as a single star. Can you guess what her other match was? Survivor Series it was in 2010, if that helps. 2010. <laughs> oh, God. I'm struggling here. Uh, Beth Phoenix. Oh, no. Good Lay guess, cool. It's correct. Uh, <laughs> see, I say best friends, best friends. Lay cool, a handicap match for the Divas Championship. Okay, so after four questions, it is 2-0 to Adam Cleary. This one is a true or false question. Okay. Phil, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> The 2016 Men's Survivor Series match is the longest pay-per-view match in WWE history that is not a Royal Rumble. True Adam, or false? false? It is false. It's got to be like Iron Man matches. Iron Man matches, stuff, yeah. yeah. Yes, correct. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 12. And Triple H and The Rock, Judgment Day 2000. How long How long was this match out of interest? Well, 55 the, uh, minutes. Pardon? 55 minutes. I bet it's a complete guess. 52, good guess. 52 minutes, 48 seconds was that Survivor Series match with all the Triple H setting himself up for about eight different matches at WrestleMania. Um, Michaels and Hart, 61 minutes, 25. Rock and Triple H, 60 minutes, eight seconds. Uh, So after five questions, it's 3-0 to Adam Cleary. On to our next question. (laughs) Another true or false uh, true or false, all of Asuka's eliminations at Survivor Series 2017 were via submission. Well, true. It's false. The point goes down. <laughs> God damn it. She eliminated Carmella via pinfall. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, right, okay. Next question. Ain't, ain't nobody going to smell her like Carmella. <laughs> So that is what is that four nil to clear him right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just for fun though. Pitching a shut, <laughs> pitching an actual Survivor Series shut out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, next question: How many times has Brock Lesnar competed at Survivor Series as a reigning champion? Three, four, five, or six? Adam, three. It's not three. Oh, Phil, four. It's, four. <laughs> it's five. No, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Phil, Phil playing checkers, Adam Cleary playing chess. Uh, so, obviously, WWE champion, as we mentioned, against Rey Mysterio last year. The year before that, Universal champion against Daniel Bryan. The year before that, Universal Gold. champion against AJ Styles. The year before, not the year before that, 2003 even, uh, he was the WWE heavyweight champion in the whole Team Lesnar versus Team Angle thing. And the year before that, 2002, he fought the big show for Wait, the. Hang on, hang on. Was the Goldberg match where he lost to Settler Goldberg? Was that not? That was not. Well, he wasn't he... champion, was he? It was just a match. Yeah. That was it. He took the title off Kevin Owens. That I remember now. I was alive for this. <laughs> okay. Uh, next. What was that? What are we on now? Question eight, I think. Let me double check. One, one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven. Question eight. Okay, good. <laughs> How many eliminations did Rocky Maivia score in his debut at Survivor Series 1996? One, two, three, or four? Adam, four. It's not four. Ah! Phil, is your chance? Uh, uh, two. It's three. correct. Oh, <laughs> I watched that match. Not to, it's oh, Goldust is one of them. I know that match. I don't know the other. Gold it's, some, it's some big dude. Because I remember I've seen the video clip of him whispering, thank you, brother. And it was yes. Ear. Some <laughs> big dude. Crush. Crush, that was it. I thought it was more than that. I thought uh, okay. I'm just going to ask this question. Because, well, you'll see why I'm asking this question next. Uh, it is five. What? It doesn't matter. Just four. <laughs> um, question nine. Which referee was knocked out by Sting at Survivor Series 2014? Was it, and you better let me read these options out, Scott Armstrong, Charles Robinson, John Cohn, or Mike Yeah, isn't it mad how that song makes Disco Inferno cry? Adam, it's Charles Robinson. It's not Charles Robinson. Is it not? 
Maybe uh, it's Mike. Is Phil, it? do the do. Go on, right I'll pick Mike Kyoda. Why not, Mike Kyoda? It's a good guess. No. It's unfortunately wrong. It was Scott Armstrong, who I believe was like in the pocket of the authority. I don't care. Six years ago. That was okay. terrible. Genuinely a terrible storyline, wasn't it? It's was a big show. John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan and Ryback was that yes. Survivor Series. <laughs> 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 that was so, like people look, people look at WWE now and they're like, oh, rubbish. The product's gone downhill. Yeah, but at least the wrestlers are good. Yeah. But the main event, the main event of Survivor Series, right? <laughs> John Cena, Eric Rowan, Ryback, Dolph Ziggler in the big show versus Rusev, fair enough. Seth Rollins, fair enough. Who were the other baddies? It was Kane. Kane. Luke Harper? Was he in? Kane Luke Harper. <laughs> like what? J and J security counters one or something. I don't know. Let's have a look. I'm, I'm desperate to find this out now. People will be shouting otherwise at the podcast. Uh, let's have a look. Orton, surely. No, Orton wasn't in it. Was he? Am I even Orton? Check. No, remember, it wasn't right. Okay, okay. Rusev eliminated himself by doing a splash through a table, missing and just lying there for ages. Yeah. Um, so you've got yeah, John Cena, Dolph, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Big Show, Ryback. You got that team. Seth Rollins, Kane, Luke Harper, Rusev, and one other person. Oh, who was it? Someone well, ridiculous. Isn't it? It's dangerous to be in the match with this person. Big you- Show. Uh-huh. <laughs> big show, I mean, you turn heel, but um, no, it was another big man who, well, if you were dangerous if you're on the uh, team Cena because you could have got your wig split, it was Mark Henry. <laughs> wow, that's when it was good. <laughs> I'd love that. And what a weird, convoluted stipulation team authorities removed from power, but John Cena can speak it back into existence. But also, had Team Cena lost, everyone gets fired. Except you, Cena, because we all know you're really golden goose and we can't uh, do anything like that. that. That entire match was to set up Triple H beating Sting at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> so we could plug the, the network. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, right, fine, God. Final why, question. Why? Sorry. Why, why anybody has persisted with this company for longer than five minutes is just... Oh... Make love to somebody. Buy a car. Plant a tree. I don't care. <laughs> uh, final question. How long did it take for Kofi Kingston to eliminate both CM Punk and Randy Orton to become the sole survivor in 2009? Was it 8 seconds, 12 seconds, 16 seconds, or 20 seconds? I'm going to say Hell. 16 seconds. Ah, That's what I was going to say. Well, the 16 seconds is wrong, so I'll give it back uh, to you. I'll, I'll say the one before it, 12. 12 seconds. Also wrong. Incorrect. It was apparently eight seconds. Man. He eliminated uh, Punk 20 minutes and 39 seconds into the match and then eliminated Orton at 20 minutes and 47 seconds. I do not remember this whatsoever. Ah, right. No. I'm going to be an, I'm gonna be a proper arsehole here. You don't know Wikipedia timings. Then that time that he's eliminated Punk from is when he's finished eliminating them. You know what I mean? Like, that, the elimination's done then. That's the time it took him to then subsequently eliminate Rey Mysterio. Nah, not having that. Nah, 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 nah. Yes, well, that's what happened. He eliminated Punk 20 minutes, 39 seconds, and then Orton 20 minutes, 47 seconds. But regardless, Adam Cleary, you are the winner of this week's hashtag. Awooga! Good quiz. Uh, thanks once win? again. What do I win? Uh, a turkey. Okay. There we go. Where is my turkey? I'll I'll have it for next week. Uh, Thanks once again to Megan Roxburgh for suggesting this week's quiz. If you want to have your name associated with a hashtag of bloody good quiz, just like Megan's, uh, you don't have to write me a quiz if you don't want to. You can just simply subscribe to What Culture. (laughs) You haven't got to do my job for me if you don't realize. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling <laughs> and just leave us a uh, five-star review on there. But anyway, right. Happy Thanksgiving, boys, by the way. Thank you. Same to you. So, I'm gutted we don't celebrate. It looks great when I see all the this stuff. I've got, I've got a life hack for you. Do Go you want on. to hear this? A life Go hack. Remember, those, remember life hacks were all the rage? Yes. Right? If you're not in America, right, and you see Thanksgiving and you think, oh, that looks like a good idea, what you can do is just literally a turkey. And like <laughs> make some yams or whatever they have and you can just you can just do it just have a really big sunday roast right and then tell people you like them and you can just do it 
Like li- literally, the police don't come round. Nothing bad happens. You can just do it. I'm a huge fan of Turkey, if I'm perfectly honest. Actually, if we go, oh, not bring back domestic dominance, the greatest segment in the history. Oh yeah, we'll bring it back next week. I promise. Turkey. Very hit and miss. You can't you can't accidentally dry it out and it becomes terrible. I agree with you, but if you do turkey right, it's so much nicer than chicken. Can you make your good cook? Can you make? I'm a, I don't mean to toot my own cock. I'm a fantastic cook. Yes. Yeah. I've tried that out. Well, that's that's the that's the uh, wrestle culture Christmas special sorted round. Clearly, socially distancing eating turkey. Uh, anyway, this has been wrestle culture. Uh, if you want to let us know your thoughts on our babblings uh, at what culture WWE <laughs> on Twitter, watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Adam Cleary at Adam Cleary C L E R Y. You can follow Phil Chambers at Phil My Chambers, and you can follow me at and I've got him. To, I paid him a thousand pounds to do this. That's amazing. Final few days of this moustache if you wanted to donate. Uh, Boo. I've told you, I'll only, I mean, I, I already have given you some money yes, this year, but I'll give you, you consider me more money if you just keep it. It's not me you got to convince. We all know this. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling for daily wrestling podcasts, of course, including the SmackDown review with Phil and Gareth tomorrow. But for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Survivor Series is done for another year. Winter is coming next week, of course, for AEW. Uh, but for now, my thanks to Adam Cleary, to Phil Chambers, to you for listening, and we will see you soon. Phil? Wrestling. <laughs> Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.